Hello. Hello, hello. And welcome. Welcome to the Cloud English Podcast. My name is Luke. It's great to have you here. I hope you're ready to, well, learn some English. We have a lot of things to talk about today. We're going to be talking about learning English from TV shows, how we can do that, and specifically, actually, an example. We're going to go through a clip from a TV show. We're going to play it and learn a few things from it. It's not as simple as just watch a TV show and relax. It's also not as simple as watch a TV show and learn every single thing that everybody says. We have to know how to balance the two and find the right path. We're also going to be talking a bit about some useful idioms and phrases as we often do in in our uh, in our podcasts and well I should say my our my I don't know whatever it is I'm also going to be sharing with you an interesting way to learn English specifically from videos using chat GPT so that should be interesting as well this is a strategy that I have uncovered and I thought wow this is really useful Sh should I share it I shouldn't share it it's too juicy but I'm gonna share it anyway so that's all coming up, and uh, if you haven't already done so, don't forget to, if you're watching, hit the like button and subscribe. You can also follow if you're watching on Facebook or somewhere else. If you're listening, I would appreciate if you could, uh, well, show support wherever that's possible, depending on where you're listening. It, of course, depends on the platform. And for those of you who are listening, thank you for doing so. It's great to have it's great to have people enjoying the audio version. I've been trying to make sure that each episode is optimized to be able to uh, get a lot out of it from just listening if you choose to do that. Whereas before, I was thinking of it more only in terms of video. I would say in the last six months or so, I've been really trying to think about it as uh, useful video or as a an audio-only podcast. So, uh, thanks for thanks for supporting on the audio side, and but you can watch if you like on YouTube, Facebook, and so on. Let's see what else. We have a Discord that you're welcome to join. That's also in the links in the description. The Discord is a community that's slowly, sort of slowly growing on its own, slowly being built out. I've added, recently added some interesting stuff where three times a day something interesting gets posted automatically. A new a word of the day, a really sort of unusual word to learn just for fun with some examples. Um, I'm, I'm experimenting with some philosophical ideas. That one may be a little selfish on my part. Uh, and then I'm also doing a, um, what's the other one? Question of, I believe it's the question of the day, I think. No, it's grammar. It's a grammatical one. That's right. But I'm always changing them. So check, check out the Discord. If you're afraid of Discord, don't be. It's basically just a chat group. Nothing too crazy there. It, there's a little bit of a learning curve, but it's for now it's free to join. Let's see what else. Uh, the courses, I'm going to be launching a new course very soon. 
That course will be about pronunciation. That is a pronunciation practice course. And I'm excited about that one. I think that's going to be a really good one because it focuses on the hands-on stuff, the nitty-gritty of American English pronunciation, not only how to make those sounds, but the exercises for mastering the sounds, which is critical if you want to make them habits, right? Of course, of course. Now, I'm also working on some new stuff on the website, so if you do sign up, there's a lot of stuff coming up. I'm working on some adding practice exercises in the website that are going to be a bit more responsive. And so I think that's going to be um, uh, that's going to be it's going to be more and more useful over time. So you can sign up for a 30 percent off monthly membership. But that's 30 percent off for the first three months. No, 12 months. Excuse me. 12 months. That's right. That's right. If you were here last week, uh, we we had to stop because I was experiencing some audio issues, some throat issues. My throat was very scratchy and I couldn't quite get my thoughts out, but I, I think I'm doing okay this week. So apologies for the delay and apologies for the um, for the the issues last week. But here we are, we're back, and that's good. That's very good. Okay. Taking a sip of chamomile tea. I think another thing that was going on was I think that I was possibly over-consuming coffee, not from a caffeine standpoint, but from a, I don't know if it's from an acidity standpoint or what, but I think it was messing up my my throat and my digestion a little bit too much it was too much something going on and it, it started to irritate my my throat uh, so I've been taking it easy on the coffee recently I mean I, I don't think I'll ever stop drinking coffee but I'm taking it easy a little bit more on the coffee that's something that sometimes you've, you've got to do I used to take one day every two weeks where I wouldn't drink coffee to sort of reset. I don't really do that anymore, but I used to do that. And I have been recently also occasionally doing a fast day with no eating at all. And I really enjoy those because after about 12 hours of not eating, you feel really good, really light, really energetic. Uh, I enjoy I enjoy those. Okay, so we are going to get into our first topic. We're going to talk about how to learn from TV shows. And it's an interesting question because it seems obvious. Oh, well, you just find an English TV show and you watch it. How should you learn from TV shows? Is it enough to just sit down on the sofa, turn it on, and watch? Will you learn English that way? Well, I think that can be a good way to get some stuff in the background. Let's call that method number one, the passive method. But maybe you've got subtitles on if you're watching an English show, right? And so you might be watching those subtitles a little more than you're actually listening. So you're not really improving your listening that much. And let's say that you know, you're enjoying it. Let's say you're watching a show you like. 
So you're not really picking up many specific idioms or cultural references, things like that. But you are getting those background things. You're kind of experiencing the language, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. You might be learning a bit about the culture, right? You might be learning some, some idioms here or there if they're mentioned several times and you catch them. Right, once in a while you'll pick up a few things, maybe some speech patterns. Okay, okay. But that's, I would say, only one way to do it. Now, the other side is to go the more intense route. The intense route would be to use that episode of a show that hopefully you like as a learning episode. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this. If you do this, this is good. You pause every time you don't understand something, you write it down. You try not to use any subtitles to practice your listening skills. You write down grammar points. You write down idioms and phrases and cultural references and patterns. You write everything down and it takes you three days just to get through one episode because you're being that diligent and careful. These two represent two sides, two extremes, I think. On one side, passive, picking up maybe one or two things, but enjoying it, right? Kind of uh, soaking it in, absorbing a little bit. On the other side, very active learning, hyper-focused, very slow, not super fun. So, of course, you can't really enjoy the episode. So, I'm not saying don't do either of these, go ahead. But I would suggest that there is a hybrid of these two, which is possibly a better path, a better method, if you want to sort of have the best of both worlds. So how? How do we do this? Number one, if you find a series that you enjoy, absolutely. If you don't enjoy it, then you're not going to keep doing it. So it has to be something that you really like that's going to pull you in and make you want to keep watching. That wanting to keep watching is essential. Okay. Now you have that. You ask yourself, instead of, I'm going to use this as my learning episode, instead of killing the joy, say to yourself, I'm going to get five or six takeaways from this episode. Five or six takeaways from each episode. Don't push it. Not every single thing, not every little idiom. If you don't understand something, skip it. It's fine. And maybe you have subtitles on, but in English, not in your language, in English. Okay, so that's a pretty good compromise. Now, eventually, you want to work toward not having any subtitles to be able to understand everything by listening. But okay, maybe that's a little difficult at first. Put on English subtitles, no problem, that's okay. Okay, so you tell yourself, five to six, make it seven, okay, that's fine. Five to six takeaways for each episode. And as you watch, you remind yourself once in a while, once in a while, not every two seconds, once in a while, to say there's an idiom I can learn, that's a word I can learn, that's a phrasal verb I can learn, that is a cultural reference I can learn. That is an interesting pronunciation 
a, a point or pattern that I can learn. I can learn that sound. That's interesting. A speech pattern that I'm not familiar with. Okay, all of those things, idiom, idioms, vocabulary, phrasal verbs, cultural references, pronunciation points, and speech patterns. All of those things. Tell yourself five to six total. Total. Okay. So good. Good. Every episode you watch, you're learning five or six things. That's fantastic. And you haven't killed your joy. You haven't removed the fun. You still want to watch it. Okay. And I'm not telling you this in a sort of fixed way. Find your own balance, right? The key thing is you want to be getting enough out of each episode so that it's useful and you want to still be enjoying it. So that balance may be different for everybody. Next, TV shows offer something that a lot of other ways of learning or sources of things like vocabulary and grammar don't offer. And that is cultural references. You can actually learn a lot about the culture, for example, American culture, when you're watching an American TV show, that is kind of hard to learn elsewhere. You can learn it in conversations, but it's a really great way to pick up on those things that people mention when they're native speakers that you don't learn in school. It's a great way to do that, okay? So just be aware of that as you're watching, but see if you can find a way to get into the community associated with that series. This is why I would recommend watching some series or shows that have a community that are fairly well established. So for example, Rick and Morty. Maybe you like Rick and Morty. Okay, you like to watch Rick and Morty? Well, guess what? There is a, a subreddit completely dedicated to Rick and Morty. Maybe you like Seinfeld. Well, guess what? There is a subreddit dedicated to Seinfeld for a lot of popular shows. Maybe it's not even shows. Maybe it's movies. By the way, same thing. It's just longer, right? So you want to make some adjustments if it's movies. If it's a movie, I don't know, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, whatever you like, right? Is there a community associated that's sharing memes and making jokes and talking about stuff? If you can get into the community, that's a great way to interact and gain a deeper cultural understanding of this thing that you're enjoying, right? Okay, so that's good. We're learning a lot and we're learning a few things and we still enjoy it. That's fantastic. And then as you go, you're trying to push yourself a little bit, especially in terms of listening, by turning off the subtitles. No subtitles. Try to watch these episodes by listening only. And if you can do that over time and understand more and more, your overall listening ability is going to improve. Okay? Then you've kind of got a process, right? Again, you have to find that balance, but after that, rinse and repeat. Find, well, if it's a long series, keep watching that <laughs> forever, but find something similar. Get recommendations, find similar shows that you might also enjoy, and you're going to then have a whole new sort of universe of language that you can learn from, and it can go on forever. TV shows and movies can be a powerful, fantastic way to learn the English language. But 
you have to find the right way. And if you go too far on either extreme, you're either not getting very much at all, or you've killed all of the joy, and so you don't even want to continue because it's this huge mountain every single time you want to watch just one episode. Find that balance so that you can have your cake and eat it too. That's an expression. I don't know if that's in any movies, but that's the idea. And don't worry about translation. Try not to be translating stuff. Keep it all in English, all English dictionaries. Look stuff up in English. Don't translate words into your language unless you absolutely have to, okay? So find a show that works for you. Good luck. Let me know if you have any questions. If you haven't already done so, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe. And also check out my full courses in the links in the description. Right-o. Right-o. And I would love to hear if you have any shows that you really enjoy, that you are watching. I've seen some recommendations recently in the Discord uh, recommending some sci-fi shows. One of the newer mem members had recommended some, some interesting sci-fi shows. I like sci-fi shows, so I might actually be checking those out. I don't watch enough TV. I wish I watched more TV, and I'd like to get back to watching a bit more TV. I think it's healthy. I think it's good. I, I like it. TV is good. People should watch more TV. I should watch more TV. Oh, I'm so happy my throat is feeling very good today. Knock on wood. Now well, that's laminate. <laughs> Knock on laminate. Is that registering on the mic? Probably, yes. Uh, it was really bad. I could barely get a sentence out. My throat was so scratchy. And then, and then, um, and then the sound wasn't working. So hopefully the sound will be good today. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. So why don't we actually try this out? Why don't we try it out? I'm going to put on my ear pod. And let's just make sure that this is able to play OK, because that's the issue that we were having last time. So I want to make sure. Make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure. Hey, it's working good. Sergey says, I watched 10 seasons of Death in Paradise from BBC Studios. All right, let me look that up. Actually, I'm curious about that one. Let's see. Is that a comedy? What is that? Uh, Death in Paradise. Death in Paradise. Okay, I recognize some of the people in the show. 2011 started university reunion party da 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 um okay there's a murder so it sounds sounds like maybe what 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 genre is it drama okay it's a drama okay nice nice i have this science fiction loop i i unfortunately have this uh i don't know i suppose i'm just an old man but i find that some shows require your attention and some don't. So often I will have a show on because I have several monitors here. Three, actually. Four, five, excuse me. <laughs> uh, 
And on one of them, I might have a show on. If it's the type of show that can play in the background, I don't have to concentrate on it, but it's just kind of on, right? And so old 1990s, early 2000s sci-fi, Star Trek The Next Generation, Star Trek Voyager, Deep Space Nine, Stargate, uh, the, the Stargate series, um, I, I, was, I recently watched Doctor Who. Those things, you don't have to sit there and really concentrate. It's kind of just there in the background and you can be doing other work. The issue I have is when there's something like Lost that requires you to pay attention to understand what is happening, right? With a, with a 1990s Star Trek episode, the premise is fairly clear early on. There's a distress, a distress call, or there's uh, the Romulans are doing something weird, and then <laughs> they're trying to solve it. It's not that complicated, so I kind of like that because I'm always working on stuff. So I like I can have my attention in both places back and forth, uh, and and that works for me, right? So I don't watch a lot of those shows that require um, constant focus. Perhaps one of the most is. Dark, if you've ever seen that series, it's actually a German series on Netflix, which is very good. I watched the first season, but when I watched the first season, I had to concentrate constantly just to know what was going on because it gets more and more complicated. And at some point, I just couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do it anymore because I didn't have the bandwidth to pay attention to every single detail. Nothing against Dark. It's a good series. I recommend American Dream, a Gad uh, Gad Elmella stand-up comedy, easy English uh, on Netflix. Okay, cool. American Dream on Netflix. Yeah, there's a lot of good stand-up comedy on Netflix. You've got uh, who's there was one I watched fairly recently on on Netflix. Tom Segura. I like Tom Segura on Netflix. His Netflix specials are quite good, I think. I tried Star Trek Enterprise, but uh, too many hard words. Yeah, I'm not recommending Star Trek to anybody as an English learner because that's it, exactly. You put your you put your finger on it, Sergey. Um, they have a whole universe of specific language and jargon that they have to use in order to solve a problem or do something, right? So, uh, and it's all made up. It's supposedly based on some basic principles of physics. They do consult with physicists, but I mean, at the end of the day, they're just making up words, but the words are consistent, right? So, um, uh, you know, dilithium crystals. Okay, what the heck is a dilithium crystal? I'm not exactly sure. I don't I don't think that's a real thing, but that's a fictional resource used in warp drives in order to power starships. All right, but once you've established that, you have to talk about dilithium sometimes, right? Yeah, that's not useful to learn in real life. <laughs> so, I'm not necessarily recommending Star Trek for you to watch as an English learning uh, sort of tool i watched lost and dark all seasons good yeah 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 i like i like lost and dark my point was not that i don't like them my point was that 
if I'm working, I can't, I don't have the bandwidth to focus on, on what's happening all the time because both lost and dark require a lot of attention. I think that's my, that's my, my point. Okay. So what I'd like to do now is I want to do this for a TV show. We're going to take a look at a clip from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Now, the reason I think Curb Your Enthusiasm is a good choice for learning English is that you get humor, is that the scenarios are everyday scenarios. It's not like Star Trek where there's a lot of jargon or some science fiction show or a nature show where they're talking about rare animal species. These are everyday situations between real people, but it's also funny. So you get a sense of the humor in American culture, but you can also learn aspects of the language, speech patterns, pronunciation, idioms, words, cultural references. You get everything and there are a bunch of seasons. There is another interesting thing about Curb Your Enthusiasm. It is improv improvisational, essentially. It's improvised. The whole thing is not improvised, so the way that they write the shows, created by Larry David, who also created, co-created Seinfeld, the way that it's done is that the episodes are written, the scenarios are written, the scenes broadly are outlined, but then once they film a scene, they have the actors mostly improvising. They don't tell them specifically what to say. That's the style that they use. So in that sense, it's kind of more natural. You're not getting scripted language. It's also not reality TV, right? Reality TV, <laughs> just people fighting and yelling at each other in California, right? This is, I think, a pretty good balance of that well-written show, entertaining, genuinely funny, but also authentic and real language. So I think it's a good choice. Let's just try it out. Let's see what we can learn from this short clip. We're going to pick out a few things, not everything, just a few things that we can learn, and then take it from there, right? See what you can learn if you keep watching this show or others that you really enjoy. Okay, so let's Let's check it out. Well, I hope you two saved room. We have some pie compliments of Mr. Ted Danson sitting just what? over there. Yep. Okay. Uh, we're not going to write that down, but just note that. Saved some room. You know what? Let's write it down. Let's write that down. To save, save some room? What does save some room mean? Well... In the context, I think we can probably guess, right? In the context, there's a man putting a piece of pie down on a table and they clearly have just finished dinner and he's hoping that they have saved some room. That kind of means that, you know, they're not completely full, hopefully, so that they can eat some of this pie, ideally. Now, that's a subjective thing, but it is a common expression. I have no more room. I hope you saved some room. 
we don't make those decisions based on how much actual room there is, usually, I think. But it is a very common expression. I saved some room. Did you save some room? Yeah, we saved some room, okay? Okay, let's keep going here. Oh, how nice! Hey! <laughs> but I don't have any room. I am stuffed. So there she says it again. I don't have any room. I am stuffed. Stuffed. Very full. I'm kind of full myself. I don't think I'm really in the mood for that. No either. problem. Sure, yeah. of course. I'll just uh, get this out of the way for you and Great. then uh, bring Thank a check or... Uh... Terrific, yeah. Great idea. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, don't worry. Oh, hey. Yeah, you're gonna... You, this pie is the best pie I've ever had in my entire life. Oh. I love the pie. Yeah, thank you. Uh, th this is uh, Denise, by the way. Ted? Hey. Yeah. Hey. Uh. Okay, so if you were wanting to learn about how people introduce each other to each other, that's it. You just saw it, right? This is Denise, by the way. A very useful way to mention someone's name right without focusing on it too much this is Denise by the way oh by the way this is Denise and then hi this is Ted Ted Denise oh this is Denise by the way by the way this is Ted all of those would be a very natural way to introduce someone just a small point there Nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. <laughs> okay, so again, introduction situation there. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you. Those things are quickly said back and forth. It's not this super formal thing. There's a handshake. She didn't stand up. There are a lot of cultural things that you could pull out of that little interaction right there. Very nice. Very nice. A little surprising, but nice. <laughs> You're going to love this. It is the best piece of pie you've ever had. Honestly, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm not eating dessert anymore. Just have one bite. Have a bite. Come on. I'm not in the mood, Ted. I don't, I don't, I don't want it. Thank you. It's a nice gesture, but I'm not in the mood. Okay. It's a nice gesture. So that's an interesting one. What is a gesture? It's a nice gesture. So... I thought a gesture was when we do this or point over there. Isn't that a gesture? Yeah, that is a gesture. But another meaning of gesture is when you do something for someone else, and it's more about the symbolic sort of meaning of it rather than what it is, right? We say when you buy a gift, it's not the gift, but the thought that counts. Well, that's a very nice gesture. So maybe I don't need... Uh, I don't know, a new vase for my house or a candle, but you bring me one as a gift, a housewarming gift, and I say that's a very nice gesture. And then you ask me why I didn't put it up on the shelf, and I say, you know what, honestly, it just doesn't match my decor, but <laughs> thank you, it's a nice gesture. So I want to emphasize that it's about that I, I respect and appreciate you for wanting to do it, but maybe what happens after that, that's another story. Yeah, I mean, it's nice of you to buy me a piece of pie. That's great. Thank you. It's a nice gesture, but I'm actually not eating dessert right now. I'm pretty full at the moment, right? I don't have room for dessert. And to, to a friend, I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to say. I think this, I think Larry in this situation is in the right. 
He's just being honest, right? You shouldn't have to force yourself to shove food in your mouth just because Ted Danson walks up to you and tells you to, right? You're making me look like an asshole. I had the option of ordering dessert, <laughs> and I didn't want the dessert at the time, so I don't want the no, dessert. Just upset. have one little bite for I don't my care. sake. I don't Please want be a your friend. Sake. Be a okay. <laughs> I, I think Ted Danson is the unreasonable one in in this situation. I had the option of ordering dessert, and I didn't want the dessert at the Listen. time, so I don't want the dessert. Just have one little bite for I don't my care. sake. I don't okay, just have one little bite for my sake. Just have one little bite for my sake. So if you say that something is for your sake, then you're not doing it for yourself, you're doing it for me, which in this situation is insane, right? Ted Danson is being totally unrealistic in this in this situation because he's demanding that Larry violate his his diet at the moment just so that he can taste a piece of pie. So why should why should he want to do that for his sake? Right? That means disregard your own interests, please disregard your comfort disregard what you want please do me a favor and do this for me for something i care about for something i want he says you're making me look like an asshole do it for my sake well that could be a little selfish that doesn't mean it always is though right sometimes right a friend might say you know what for your sake i think i think it would be better if we stay home and eat because I know, you know, you're not feeling that well. Why don't we cook at home and uh, or or, you know, eat at home at least so we don't have to go out because I know you don't feel super, super good. OK, so I want to go out, but I'm doing it for your sake. That could be a very kind thing to do in this case. Uh, I don't think it's super reasonable. I don't have to take a bite just because you want me to, okay? So have a bite of the pie. About? You know, I'm just going to get this out of the way for you. you. I'm sorry. Huh? I'm just going to take no, it. No, no, no. no, no what? Put the pie down. Uh, Put the pie down. No, don't. Here, take it. Take it. I don't want it. Don't pick up the pie. Put the pie down. I'm not taking a bite. I don't want to. Put the pie down. Bite. Take this fucking piece of pie and get it out of my face. Okay, that is actually a really good one. Get it out of my face. So if you say to someone, get that out of my face, that means you're clearly impatient. You don't want to deal with it. You can handle it, right? Get that out of my face. You've passed the point of being polite at this point. If you tell somebody to get something out of your face, they keep offering it to you. They keep trying to give it to you. They keep presenting it to you. You have said, oh, no, thank you. You've said, oh, I'm all right. Uh, I, really, honestly, I don't want it. <sighs> Please just get that out of my face. So usually this is when you've passed the point where you want to be polite into irritation, frustration, anger, right? get it out of my face. So just be aware of that. I'm not saying don't use it. I think it can be very, very useful when it's the right time to use it. But just be aware of, uh, just be aware of that. I think that's uh, important to, to keep in mind, okay? Put the fucking pie don't down. Don't put that pie down. Do not put that pie down. <laughs> Damn it. You know something? I heard that Rosie O'Donnell beat the crap out of you. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that's bullshit. No, I ain't bullshit. Yeah, that is <laughs> I heard that Rosie O'Donnell beat the crap out of you. That's it. 
<laughs> what? Bullshit! Rosie bullshit! Bullshit! She's saying that? Is that what she's saying? Get this thing away from me. Thank you very much, Rosie O'Donnell. That's bullshit, by the way. She got. Okay, uh, just so you know, if you don't know, um, that is a common, easy, you probably already know this one, but when somebody says something that is totally untrue and you want to let others know that it's untrue, it is bullshit. That I mean, you want to make it very clear. It's very strong. Hey, that is whatever you heard, that thing you heard, that's bullshit. Uh, often we will shorten this to BS. That is BS, right? Sometimes if you're, you know, around kids or something, you would say BS just to soften it a little bit. If you don't want to curse around kids, it's, you know, bullshit is, it can be very rude depending on the situation. So BS, I think that's BS, does soften it quite a bit. You'll hear a lot of people say, say BS instead of bullshit. Got me down. Yeah. Okay. I admit that she got me down, and I could have, I could have reversed it, but it was stopped. People interfered. That's all. That's the only thing that. Happened. How dare you go around <laughs> spreading that rumor? Why are you fighting women? She started it. <laughs> okay, that's the last one that we'll mention here. This is another common expression. She started it. She started it. If you say someone started it, you're blaming them for initiating it. Well, you started it. So if we're arguing and then you say, hey, you, why are you yelling? I'm at the point now where I'm actually very impatient and yelling. And I'm only yelling because of what you said. Then I say, well, you started it. That means if you hadn't said that thing that made me upset, then I wouldn't be yelling. So you're complaining that I'm yelling. But you're the one who started it. You started it. She started it. He started it. It's basically placing blame on the one who we think did the original thing. I don't know. I don't think I saw the episode where Rosie O'Donnell pinned Larry David. I don't know what he's talking about exactly, but that is a very common expression. Okay. So actually, I would say if you are trying to learn English with a TV show episode, the frequency that we have used to pick out these words and phrases might be a little too much, right? I think we probably looked at too many. Because we were looking at such a short clip, I thought, okay, we'll pick out we'll pick out a few more than I would normally suggest. My suggestion is when you're watching a movie or a TV show, find a really good series, pick out five, six, maybe seven things from the whole episode. And the reason for that is that so that you don't get bored, right? You want to actually enjoy it. So find that balance between enjoying it and getting useful phrases out of it. And sometimes you don't have to write anything down. You don't have to tell yourself to remember anything. Just knowing, for example, how people introduce each other, that quick introduction, oh, by the way, and then you say the name, oh, that's something that you can just sort of recognize and see, right? And you may not have to write that down. So find the balance that works for you. Again, this is, I think, a good show to use because it has humor and because it is partially improvised. But if it doesn't, that's fine. Find something else and just start working at it. But again, make sure that it's something you enjoy because if you don't, it's going to be very, very easy to give up, okay? So if you have any questions, let me know. 
Don't forget to hit the like button and also follow and subscribe and also check out my free course, Natural English Conversations. That is in the links in the description. All right. Hey, Robson, get out of my sight, says Vitali. Yeah, that one, get out of my sight would work as well. Get out of my sight. Get out of my sight. Yeah, that works. That works. Let me see if ChatGPT is up today. It is. Hey, good. I like to go the whole hog, try to make sure I don't miss anything at all. Well, as long as, Vitaly, as long as that doesn't impact your ability to, you know, enjoy it, uh, I would say, you know, higher frequency, learning less is better, is maybe, maybe it balances out than lower frequency learning more. You know what I mean? Something to keep in mind for sure. Something to keep in mind. Sebes, hello. Yeah, I do podcasts live and I'm continuing to adapt and iterate the, the structure. So if you have any feedback, you can follow. If you want the audio version, that's in the links in the description. It's great to have people joining live, of course. If you have any questions about idioms, phrases, grammar, pronunciation, punctuation, culture, whatever it may be, let me know. I can, I will do my best to answer them. But I wanted to show you a sort of hack that I think is very interesting. Let's see, make sure that ChatGPT is working here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, you may have seen my previous videos about using chat GPT for different aspects of English learning. Uh, getting feedback and corrections, writing emails, learning words. But what can we get from ChatGPT as a learning resource, as a material that we can use maybe to learn vocabulary or understand a piece of content, for example? So I'd like to share something that I think is actually quite powerful. And it is something that's very easy to do, very quick, which can allow you to turn a video that you watch into a simple outline with bullet points that then you can use for other things like having discussions, like asking yourself questions about what you watch to make sure you understand, like checking comprehension. There are so many different applications of it. And so I want to show you how to do it because I've been using this as well. Okay. So let's take a, let's take a video. And so I'm going to go over here. This is ChatGPT. If you haven't used it, it's a free, currently free. You can sign up for a plus plan, which is faster and always available. 
So this is ChatGPT, and you type stuff in the bar. If you haven't seen it, uh, please. Uh, you could say, please uh, give me a an uncommon English word with a definition and examples. We've talked about this, right? So you can get very interesting results uh, to learn English. Word petri petrichor, definition, the earthy smell that accompanies the first rain after a long period of dry weather. Okay, so it's useful for that and a lot of other things, but let's take a video. Let's say we've got a video like this one. This one is from Marquez Brownlee. Okay, so you've watched this Marquez Brownlee video and you want to it's a it's a Galaxy S23 review, right? You've enjoyed it. He's a very good, obviously very good tech reviewer. If you haven't seen, well, what do I need to promote him for, right? He's already he's he's huge. He's got 16 million subscribers. Anyway, he's a great tech tech reviewer, my favorite certainly. And you want to check your comprehension, and perhaps you want to save the main points to review later, or you want to turn those main points into maybe a list of key vocabulary, or you want to, for example, uh, have some questions that you can use to ask yourself if you're doing an exercise where you ask yourself discussion questions based on a video. This is very doable with ChatGPT. Here's how it goes. So under the video, you click on these three dots and you go to show transcript and it pulls up the transcript over here. Okay, now under the transcript you can see that the transcript has all of the timestamps associated with it. What you can then do is click on the three buttons above that and select toggle timestamps. That is going to turn all of the timestamps off. You then select the whole thing. Six minute video is not that long. There is a limitation here. ChatGPT cannot handle more than I think 12 minutes at a time, approximately, right? More than that and you have to break it into pieces. Okay, so then we go over to ChatGPT and we give the command. Please turn this video transcript you don't have to say please, but I like to be nice to the robots because I hope they remember me. Uh, please turn this video transcript into a bullet, very important to do bullet point summary. Then you can, if, if you don't get bullet points, you sometimes have to ask twice. So I just ask twice at the beginning. Be sure to use bullet points. Okay, then a colon and paste it in. Let's see what we get. Summary, introduction of the Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra Phone. Bullet point two, aesthetic improvements in comparison to the previous version. Three, two key upgrades, chip and cameras. Three, uh, four, Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 for Galaxy chip, customized and provides efficiency gains and battery life improvements. The next one, no Exynos version Every S23 Ultra comes with a Qualcomm chip. Now, 
What is powerful about this, especially if you're taking transcripts from YouTube creators who use official subtitles, is that you know that they're accurate. This is absolutely critical if your goal is to remember specific vocabulary words. So let's say you watch this video, you want to make sure you remember it. Maybe it's an English learning video. You could do the same thing for one of my videos. You might then pick out from this some of the key vocabulary that you want to remember. But you can do other things too. For example, you might say, write 10 discussion questions and this is useful for teachers, by the way, as well, right? If you're a teacher and you want, if you have an educational video and you have some students who watch this video, the Samsung video is not very educational, but we're just using this as an example. But maybe you want to take, I don't know, my history of the English language video, something like that, educational. Do the bullet points and then you ask with the transcript, you ask it to then generate discussion questions. Uh, write 10, I'm going to change this to open, open discussion questions. Okay, and I'm just going to leave it at that. You don't have to paste the whole thing in again. Number one, what are your thoughts on the design of the Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra? How important is a phone's battery life to you? What does the longer, longer battery life of the S23 Ultra, uh, hmm? Does the longer battery life of the S23 Ultra make it Ayo, it's going too fast. Okay. Uh, how does the S23 Ultra compare to the other flagship phones in the market in terms of performance, camera quality, and battery life? How much do you think incremental upgrades to phones matter? Do you feel compelled to upgrade to the latest version of a phone every year? I mean, that's a really, really good question. So let's say you're doing this as personal practice and you're recording yourself. Now you have step one, you watch the video. Step two, you get a quick overview, bullet point overview, to check your comprehension. Okay, yeah, that's generally what I understand. If your comprehension of the video matches the bullet point summary, then that's a pretty good validation for you that you understood it. Then you want to get the discussion questions and ask yourself those as speaking practice. Record that. By the way, record that using something like Otter so that you have a transcript of yourself speaking and then paste that into ChatGPT and ask ChatGPT to give you feedback on your speech. <laughs> so this is, it's such a powerful tool for practice. It's pretty unbelievable, right? And again, for teachers, it's great too because if you have students, then you've just made a class out of a video, but it's not the lazy way of telling the class all right, watch this video. No, they watch the video. Then you have some questions, some discussion questions. You have a really good conversation, right? So there's, it's, it's quite powerful, okay? What would be, maybe you would say, what are the most important words to remember from this video? Let's see if we can ask it that. Okay, I need more information. I wasn't sure if it was going to answer that one because it's not able to judge that necessarily. But with the summary, you should be able to pick those out because this is a pretty good shortened version of the video summarized into its essential points. So try this out.
play with ChatGPT, push its limitations. And by the way, there are other AI tools always coming out and more will be coming out in the future and they'll be more intuitive. But if you're not paying attention to what's possible with new AI tools, you're very likely, I think, to fall behind in a lot of ways. Not fall behind in terms of you don't know what's going on, but hey, a lot of other people are are able to do a lot more and work a lot more efficiently because they are using these tools. And when it comes to English learning and English teaching, they're they're insanely powerful, right? So this is just one way to use ChatGPT. If you come up with other prompts and ideas, I'm always on the lookout for new ways to use these tools. So please do reach out to me and let me know. If you haven't already done so, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe and also get a free course, Natural English Conversations, in the links in the description. Okay. NS says, as a teacher, I find this video really useful. Uh, you mean the MKBHD video? Yeah, the I mean the... Just, just getting a, a, a summary of something at this level of detail without being too detailed is very, very useful because then you could turn that, you know, into so many other different forms, right? And the cool thing is, I think, you know, getting it from Marquez Brownlee or a lot of other bigger YouTubers, you know that they have people who are, who are checking these, right? These are not auto-generated. The transcript is based on the subtitles or the captions and they are putting time and energy into making sure that these captions are accurate, right? I mean, if you watch one of my videos from two years ago, it's just auto-generated captions. I don't know if they're accurate or not, but in the last couple of years, I have made sure that the captions are accurate. So you can, when you look at the transcripts, you can know that that is the correct word, right? So. It's just something to keep in mind, and I think it's a really, really powerful uh, thing, but the possibilities uh, haven't been, I don't think, fully explored at all. Okay. Can we watch a little of this while I take a, a, a minor tea break? Aluminum rails, massive specs, quad cameras, a hidden stylus. Eh, oh, wait, wait. Hang on a sec. Yeah, no, that was the wrong phone. Sorry. Let's start that over. Matte black glass, aluminum rails, massive specs, quad cameras, a hidden stylus. You, you get the point. Hey, what's up? I'm KBHD here, and this is the Samsung Galaxy S20. Just as a point on video production, I don't think anyone does a better job than him on lighting and video quality. I mean, just look at, look at this. If you're, I mean, if you know anything about videos, the, the, the difficulty of getting this level of quality with the balance of lighting, having one side slightly more, slightly better lit than the other, and skin tones overall, balanced skin tones. He's the absolute master of, of really, really good video quality. It's pretty amazing.
good lighting as well. Perhaps the best. He actually put out a course for people who want to learn how to make videos. He put out a course, I think, on Masterclass um, for how to how to make YouTube videos. It's a pretty pretty interesting. I just saw a few lessons, but pretty interesting. Okay. So let's keep on going. By the way, I will have a new video coming out this week about Yoda. Specifically, Yoda's English. Have you ever noticed how weird it is that Yoda talks like take you to him, I will, and that sort of thing? Uh, what is going on with Yoda's language? Well, it's not that simple. It's actually very complicated. So I spent a lot of time doing research into Yoda's grammar, learning Yoda's grammar, learning how Yoda talks, and I learned a lot, and I turned it into a video. So I'm working on that, and I'll be launching that this week. So look out for that. When you say, as you did earlier a couple of times, I don't have the bandwidth to focus on stuff, were you referring to being overwhelmed, busy? So good question, Vitali. Bandwidth is simply your ability to pay attention to stuff. But it could be about time. Usually it's about attention. When I use it 95% of the time, it is focusing on attention. If I say, I currently don't have the bandwidth to think about that, or maybe I can think about that another time. Right now, my mind is very occupied. I'm, I'm going to use bandwidth for that. But some people do use it for time. I think right now I don't have time to attend tennis lessons. I don't really have the bandwidth for it, but I'd like to in a few months when I'm not so busy, when things aren't so hectic, right? So bandwidth would be the perfect word for that, I think. So yeah, people do use it for time. Uh, people do use it for focus. I tend to use it more for focus, but using it for time, totally, totally acceptable. Waiting for that, I will be. Right, I will put a comma after that. And that's interesting that you did it correctly. So, okay, what that means is this comment is really interesting here because you got it right. And what's weird about what Yoda does is he says a normal sentence will be, I will be waiting for that, right? But what he does with certain tenses, like the present continuous tense and the present perfect tense, is he cuts the tense in half and he puts the second half in front of the, usually, the object of the sentence or the subject complement of the sentence. So instead of saying, I will, uh, for, um, let's see, be waiting for that, I will, would be if we put the whole verb first in the, pres in the present continuous tense, then the object. But, and he does that in, sometimes, for example, my home, this is, right? This is my home, so the is, right? We can't split it in half. But when it's more complicated, when it's a verb tense, apparently when it's a verb tense that has two words, like 
been going or something like that, have been going or have done or something like that, or uh, be waiting, right? Then, then he uses, he cuts it in half. Well, so it's interesting. He did it correctly. Perfect. Well done. Master of Yoda, English, Sebas Artko. Amazing. At what time is the podcast? Normally, I try to start at 12. Today, I started at 3.30. If that tells you anything, um, there you go. <laughs> I started very late because I got a bit distracted with something. Oh, and there is another reason. I had a major power outage. My power went out for three days, three hours today, not three days. My power went out for three hours, which was very unfortunate. Very inconvenient. I had to go out to eat today for breakfast, which sucks. Okay. Let's let's do some yeah, East Coast, East Coast. Eastern Standard Time. Let's call it 12 around 12 to 1 usually Eastern Standard Time approximately. Okay. So now we're going to learn some idioms. Some idioms, some idioms. Make sure that my pen is good to go here. All right. Let's learn some useful English idioms for talking about TV. Some of these are phrasal verbs. Most of these are phrasal verbs, right? Um, and once we know them, I think we can talk a little bit more naturally about recommending, watching habits, right? The behaviors that we have when we watch TV shows, movies, for example, recommending things and so on, okay? so. Let's jump into it. We're going to hop over here to the blackboard, and I'll be writing here uh, like this. We're going to start with tune in. Tune in. Now, this is an interesting one because we use tune in, I think, less and less, or let me let me rephrase it. We use the past tense tune in less and less until the, let's say, trend of streaming really started to pick up. And now I'm starting to hear it more and more. When people were talking about TV series, Stranger Things came out, great. A new movie was released, oh, awesome. We would just say, watch it, check it out, and we'll get to check it out in a second. And not tune in. Because usually, tune in is for something that's ongoing, something that's live. But now, with the increase in popularity of streaming, you may tune in for, you may tune into someone's live stream, right? You may tune in on Twitch. So this is to watch or listen 
to a specific program or channel, often on TV, used to be on the radio, could be on the radio still, but typically something happening live and not to talk about something that's just there, right? The latest episode of The Mandalorian or The Last of Us. We probably wouldn't say I'm going to tune in to the latest episode of The Mandalorian, probably, or The Last of Us, because it's we can do it anytime we want. It's not, it's not necessarily wrong to do it. It's just not as common as something that's currently happening that's live right now. Hey, I tuned into your live podcast last week, and I noticed that your throat sounded a little scratchy. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Thanks for tuning in, by the way. Yeah, I sometimes tune in when I don't have anything else to do. I always tune in to your live podcasts on Fridays, right? So that is natural. That is the right way to use it. Again, I'm not saying it's not correct to say tune into the latest episode of something, but not nearly as common as talking about live stuff. I think the reason that it became less and less common in my sort of my world, at least from my perspective, is that things like live news, I don't know, this stuff, live radio shows, it seemed like it was kind of going down, not not that common. At least I wasn't watching a lot of live news pro programs or anything live, right? Everything was recorded. But now I think that's picking up. Um, very much has picked up with the popularity of Twitch and live streaming. Okay, so that's tune in. That's tune in. What about, what about, where's my, where's my pen? Let's try. Hey, where the heck is my, where's my, where's my, don't let me down now, pen. Don't let me down now. Hey, this thing is unreliable. Sometimes it just craps out for no reason. I can't rely on it. All right, well, that's fine. Let's do it another way. We'll add an overlay. Okay, so we've got tune in. Right? Well, this works. Who needs you, pen? Who needs you? I don't need you. I've got, I've got overlay text now. I don't need you. And hey, look at this. I can just, uh, I can add an example directly. I'm sorry. I'm just doing this in the moment here, but that's because I've had a, a slight technical technical blip, but it's an opportunity to figure this out. Okay, so then I can have a, uh, an, a, little, uh, a little example here. It's a little small. Why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Black. How do I change this? I want to change the text. <laughs> I'm sorry. Doing this live, guys. Give me a second. I want to change the font color to black. Can I do that? Hey, there we go. 
Awesome. Oh, I like this. Okay, so tune in. I always tune in to your live podcasts. That is a nice one. All right. What about check out? You heard me say check something out. Check it out. Hey, check it out. Check this out. Check something out. If you check something out, let me add this one, check out. If you check something out, you could be at a supermarket going through the um, checkout process, paying for your food. But if someone asks you to do it, and they say, hey, check out this, check out that show. I haven't checked it out yet. This usually means to see or to watch something, especially something new or interesting. Now, checkout can be used much more broadly, of course, right? But if you want to quickly tell your friend to do something or quickly check out a see a TikTok that you you want to you want to share, check this out is probably the best the absolute best way to do it, right? Hey, check this out. Um, you might say, I'm hoping to watch the new Ant-Man movie this weekend. I'm hoping to check out the latest Ant-Man movie this weekend. Very, very common way to do it. How do I, how do I do a, can I, can I do it like that? How do I make this small? How do I, make it two lines sorry i'm just figuring this out because <laughs> my pen broke my pen broke i have a back my backup plan is this Wait, hold on how do i make it two lines mm. the shadow default style to add a new line oh okay Ah, there we go. That's nice. I'm hoping to check out the new Ant-Man movie this weekend. Great. All right, that works. Check it out. Okay. Again, this one can be used to talk about things like a problem. Oh, I've got a little bump here on my forehead. I'm going to go to the doctor and get that checked out. Or, hey, maybe you should go check out, maybe, um, something with your phone, something that's going wrong, right? Uh, what's going on with the water heater? Check out something that's an issue, right? Go check it out, okay? So, very broadly, easy to use to recommend things, but also to talk about issues, but also to buy things at the supermarket, okay? How about flip through? Now, this is for people, I would say, who watch TV. And when I say TV, I mean TV, the TV that has channels and you have a remote and you don't know what to watch and you click a button and it goes to the next channel. I maybe sound like I'm an alien talking about this because I don't do that. I've never had that since I was probably 
I don't know, 15 years old, I haven't ever used anything like that unless I'm visiting someone else's home. I have a TV, but my TV just has the HBO app and the Netflix app and the Disney app. And so when I want to watch something, I don't click on a next channel thing. I just choose what I want to watch. So it's a very different experience for me, but I'm aware that a lot of people do the whole next, 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 next thing. And if you do the whole next, 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 next thing, then you would be flipping through the channel. Okay, so that would be flip through, flip through. Now you could flip through a magazine, you could flip through a book, you could flip through carpet samples, you could flip through channels. The key thing about flipping through is that you're going from one to the next without a clear plan to find something. I think that's the main sort of takeaway or at least the main idea behind flip through. And then you might uncover something by accident. Oh, I like this carpet sample. Oh, uh, this, ah, this one is very interesting, right? Maybe an image in a book or you're looking for recipes. We could try making this. We're looking for a potato dish. This, lo this one looks actually pretty, pretty good. Why don't we try this one? But I wasn't specifically trying to find a potato recipe. It is something that I discovered when I was flipping through the recipe book or I was flipping through the channels, right? I was just flipping through the channels when I saw you. I actually recently discovered that a lot of my videos are on a Russia-based TV station that isn't actually in Russia but is broadcast in different places around the world and someone said, hey, I was flipping through the channels and I saw you on this TV station. Uh, what? And they sent some pictures and I, I was, I was, I was surprised. <laughs> I'm on TV. I said, mom, look, I'm on TV. Check, check me out. So that would be a perfectly natural way to use it. Let's see if I can figure out how to get this example down here without it being I want the text to be white. It's easier to read. Make it make it work. Okay, well, yeah, that works. I was just flipping through the channels when I saw you. Okay, so we have tune in, check out, flip through. And again, not all of these are only useful for TV, TV, but are commonly used for talking about TV related things. Okay. Next one. The next one is veg out. To veg out. What does it mean to veg out? If you veg out, you don't think. You turn your brain off. You aren't worried about work. You you don't, well, maybe you're in the background, you are, but right now, just let me turn my brain off and watch something dumb. I wanna watch the real Housewives of Salt Lake or some trash reality TV show or a cartoon or something. Often, we watch dumb stuff when we want to veg out. We watch something that's just on 
because we don't want to think about problems. We just want to relax. We just want to you know, have a glass of wine and not think about or worry about anything else, right? So it would be to watch or maybe read something. Um, could be, I suppose, you, well, usually for watching, I think, most of the time for watching. But it's the idea of sitting there, relaxing, turning your brain off, not thinking too much, right? Often we picture a person sitting on a recliner, right, on the sofa, watching TV without, without thinking too much, okay? So someone might say, for example, I like to veg out on weekends. I like to veg out on weekends. That would be a very normal thing to say. Some people like to do very active things on weekends. Some people don't. Some people like to veg out on weekends. And that, I think, is a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Oh, what? what? Okay, I gotta... I gotta work on my sizing here. All right, we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it. Oh, what? All right. The last one we're going to talk about. We've talked about tune in, check out, flip through, veg out. We've got one more. The last one we're going to talk about is to catch up on. To catch up on. If you catch up on something, wait a minute, hold on, let me figure out how to write it here. I've got to type it out. Okay. If you catch up on something, that means you were behind in some way. You were missing something. Others are ahead of you. You should be ahead of where you are. And you have every intention of not being behind anymore. So what do you do? You catch up. This could be for a show. Your friends have all seen the, f the last episode, the season finale of that series of the Andor, which is a really good show, by the way. Your friends have all seen the series finale of Andor and you haven't seen it yet. And they're saying, oh, can we talk about it? And you say, no, please don't say anything. No spoilers. Spoilers meaning you're ruining something, right? No spoilers, please. No spoilers. I need to catch up this weekend. By Sunday, I will have watched the season finale. Then we can talk about it, okay? I'm trying to catch up. So I'm behind where I feel I should be in some way. Now, you can use this for so many other things. You can talk about your exercise routine. You can talk about work, your responsibilities. You can talk about a TV series or a video game. You could talk about reading. Maybe you're in a book club and they are reading um, number 19 and you have just finished number 18 and so you need to catch up a little bit it's this idea of everyone is here and you want to be here but you're not yet you're here and so you need to do something to get there you catch up and you could simply use that for running i mean if someone is behind 
the other people who are running and they're all kind of waiting, right? Then you need to catch up to them. Maybe you need to run up to them or run a little bit, a little bit faster. Okay. Now let's just have an example so that we can have an example so that we can look at an example so that we can have an example doing this on the fly here. So patience appreciated. I'm going to catch up on the latest week, the latest episode this weekend. Can I select all of these? No, I can't. Oh, no, I can't. All right. So that would be a very common way to say it. OK. And again, all of these useful for other things, too, except maybe tune in, although you could use that for radio. So if you have any questions about tune in, check out, flip through, veg out and catch up, let me know. Right. I'll do my best to clarify if you have any questions. If you want to try your own examples, pop those in the comments. I'd like to take a look. Also, if you haven't already done so, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe. Also, check out my free course, free course, Natural English Conversations in the links in the description. Mary McCain is here. Goodness gracious. It's been a long time since I've caught you live, Luke. It's good to see you. It's good. To, also good to see you, Mary McCain. Fantastic. So this is interesting. I kind of like the overlay thing. I'm just thinking about maybe I should do that instead of writing. I do like the, the blackboard thing, but sometimes my maybe it's because it's old, but sometimes my blackboard just fails me. It's on right now. It's it's I mean, it's connected. It's perfectly perfectly should be perfectly usable and yet right I can do that that's no issue I can draw but when I actually when I actually put the pen there maybe the yeah no bueno hmm. maybe it's time time to buy a new one or perhaps Time to stop using a black uh, a, a pen and board. What do you guys think of this style? Those watching for those listening, I apologize. Hopefully my explanations have made it clear enough, but I'm curious what you think of the overlay style. Yeah, it's not bad, but I need to uh, fly in. What? All right, I'll figure this out after. I don't need to figure this out right now. I can do it later. As long as the examples are there, right? That's the main thing. Might be a little easier. Okay, I got to try not to move them, though. All right. What else have we got going on today? Do you, those of you live, have any questions that I can answer? If so, now would be a great time to ask idioms, culture, grammar, pronunciation, 
whatever. Ask away. Now is the perfect time if you have those. If not, all good. No problem. That's fine. If you want to, you can join the Discord server that is free to join. It is a community where we just talk about stuff. We've now got uh, also some English knowledge daily happening there. It gets shared daily. I'm also using, by the way, ChatGPT for that. New words, grammar, and we'll probably be updating that continuously over time. Uh, but some interesting conversations happening there. Custom emojis, that's a new thing. So, and, and we'll be adding more, I think, or better ones, uh, updating those over time. Um, again, the free course is, I think, worth grabbing Natural English Conversations. You can also sign up for the monthly membership at 30% off for the first 12 months. That's monthly, but for the first 12 months, it's 30% off. So that's a good, I think it's a great deal. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, the Yoda video. Look out for that. I'm excited for that one. Gillenson says, overlay is also good. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I appreciate that feedback. If you need to veg out this weekend, you can check out American Dream stand-up comedy. There you go. It's on Netflix. <laughs> way to tie it all together. Uh, is it Gillenson? Is that a correct way to say it? Gillenson? Is that accurate? All right. Well, friends and neighbors, again, I appreciate you all for joining. That is going to be it for us today. I'll be back next weekend with, I think, a slightly updated format because I've got some ideas going about how I can improve the format overall. I've been kind of doing things in their sort of the old Cloud English style, the Blackboard and all that, and, and this, this whole... Blackboard debacle has made me think about how I can do it better. So look out for that next Friday. Um, if I didn't answer your question, make sure to bring those. I hope you have a safe and enjoyable, interesting weekend. And uh, hopefully if, uh, if anyone has any questions, you can message me in the Discord group. WhatsApp, I suppose, but definitely the Discord group because I'm always there. So um, stay safe, have fun, take care, and I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.